Good morning. Well, good morning. All right, let us begin. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Lord be with you. Also with you. Let us pray. O Lord, keep your church in your perpetual mercy, and because without you we cannot but fall, preserve us from all things hurtful, and lead us to all things profitable to our salvation. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Old Testament reading for Sunday is taken from the 8th chapter of Amos. Hear this, you who trample on the needy and bring the poor of the land to an end, saying, When will the new moon be over, that we may sell grain? And the Sabbath, that we may offer wheat for sale, that we may make the ephah small and the shekel great, and deal deceitfully with false balances, that we may buy the poor for silver and the needy for a pair of sandals and sell the chaff of the wheat. Lord is sworn by the pride of Jacob. Surely I will never forget any of their deeds. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The epistle lesson is from the second chapter of 1 Timothy. First of all, then, I urge that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgivings be made for all people, for kings and all who are in high positions, that we may lead a peaceful and quiet life, godly and dignified in every way, this is good, and it is pleasing in the sight of God, our Savior, who desires all people to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. For there is one God, and there is one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself as a ransom for all, which is the testimony given at the proper time. For this I was appointed a preacher and an apostle. I'm telling the truth, I am not lying, a teacher of the Gentiles in faith and truth. I desire then that in every place the men should pray, lifting holy hands without anger or quarreling, likewise also that women should adorn themselves in respectable apparel, with modesty and self-control, not with braided hair and gold or pearls or costly attire, but with what is proper for women who profess godliness with good works. Let a woman learn quietly with all submissiveness. I do not permit a woman to teach or to exercise authority over man. Rather, she is to remain quiet, for Adam was formed first, then Eve, and Adam was not deceived, but the woman was deceived and became a transgressor. Yet she will be saved through childbearing, if they continue in faith and love and holiness with self-control. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. And the Gospels from Luke chapter 16, verses 1 through 15. Jesus also said to the disciples, There was a rich man who had a manager, and charges were brought to him that this man was wasting his possessions. And he called him and said to him, What is this that I hear about you? Turn in the account of your management, for you can no longer be manager. And the manager said to himself, Well, what shall I do, since my master is taking the management away from me? I am not strong enough to dig, and I am ashamed to beg. I have decided to do so that when I remove from management, people may receive me into their houses. So summoning his master's debtor one by one, he said to the first, How much do you owe my master? He said, A hundred measures of oil. He said to him, Take your bill, sit down quickly, and write fifty. Then he said to another, And how much do you owe? He said, A hundred measures of wheat. He said to him, Take your bill, write eighty. The master commended the dishonest manager for his shrewdness, for the sons of this world are more shrewd in dealing with their own generation than the sons of light. And I tell you, make for your friends for yourselves by means of unrighteous wealth, so that when it fails, they may receive you into the eternal dwellings. 
One who is faithful in a very little is also faithful in much, and one who is dishonest in a very little is also dishonest in much. If then you have not been faithful in the unrighteous wealth, who will entrust you the true riches? And if you have not been faithful in that which is another's, who will give you that which is your own? No servant can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. The Pharisees, who were lovers of money, heard all these things, and they ridiculed him. And he said to them, You are those who justify yourselves before men, but God knows your hearts. For what is exalted among men is an abomination in the sight of God. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, I've been pondering this for a little bit the past few days, and I think I've finally figured out what the problem with the world is. Oh, yeah? Yeah. What's that? They're not like you and me. <laughs> That's the whole problem. Yeah. Um, we've rendered what, what's wrong with all these crazy people in the world, right? Well, there's your answer. If everyone was more like you and me, then the world would be a better place. Thomas is smiling. Well, of course, that's not right, but we often think and act like it. We can't imagine why people aren't more like us. However, um, we know that's a lie, because if everyone were like us, the world would be worse, not better. Um, the same thing we could say was happening in the text that we're talking about. Um, God is different from you and me. He doesn't think like we think. He doesn't see the way that we see things. Uh, and I think that's why many people in the world actually hate God. Um, that's why people, a lot of people don't want anything to do with him, because he's not like us. He has a divine economy. And that's shown to us very clearly in his parables. I think of the parable of um, the prodigal son, which comes before this text, right? Um, he squanders his father's inheritance. And, you know, we think in our minds that he's got to make up for that. He's got to pay something. He's got to do something. And we get, then we get this crazy parable about um, the shrewd manager um, where he essentially wastes the owner's, uh, the owner's good and, and not only, um, we could say, really steals from him and... and uh, and the crazy thing about this parable is that God commends him for his shrewdness. Now, the title of my sermon for Sunday is Wisdom is Hidden in Mercy. Wisdom is Hidden in Mercy. And what I mean about that is um, we're not like God, and God is not like us, because the parable tells us something completely different. What will we have done with this man? We would have punished him. We would have canceled him. Uh, we would have given him what he was due, kicked him to the curb, and totally erased him. But that's not what God does. God commends him. God has mercy. Um, think about the you know terrible things that people do in this world, and um, I think the temptation today is just when somebody has done something awful in the past is we, we cancel them and we put the worst construction on things. We want to destroy their reputation. Uh, but that's not the way God operates. God doesn't give sinners what, what, we, what we are due. Um, he doesn't give us what we really deserve. Um, he's a God of mercy. 
And so we owe a massive debt to him. But he settles the bill in a way that we would never think. What does he do? He sends his son, his only begotten son, to give his life as a payment for all of our sins. And then when we turn to him in forgiveness, what does he do to us? He commends us. You are my beloved child. I forgive you all of your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. We're free. Um, God doesn't even seem to care about his own honor, if you think about that. Um, he ultimately forgives sinners and justifies sinners. He commends them to eternal life. Um, so those are some thoughts that I have on that, on that text. There's a lot to it, um, but really, thank God that he's not like us, because we would hold that grudge. And I, as you mentioned that, and as you were talking there, I was thinking about how, you know, in, in political campaigns, which just really mirror the culture, you know, whatever candidate um, highlights and puts the worst construction on the, the uh, foibles of the other candidate, and even exaggerates how bad it is and so forth and how you should have nothing to do with them and, and all the rest. Um, we do that in our individual lives. We see other people's sins, we magnify them and make them huge. But ours, we say, no big deal, right? I mean, we it's, it's this all or nothing, there's no discernment. And I was thinking about that, um, this Saturday I'll be preaching for my childhood pastor's funeral, uh, Pastor Redeker. And when I was in high school, um, there was a scandal, a grocery store I worked at, in fact, um, um, an adultery situation, and life came and just emptied the shelves, and we had to clean up and, and so forth. And I remember um, the owner I really liked, and but I was really disappointed. And I talked to Pastor Redeker about it, and I remember um, he said yes, and talked about sin, and. Um, but also talked about the forgiveness of sin and then mentioned what a generous man he was. Hmm. And he, he was able to see the other side of it. And, and, you know, in this parable, there's like, you would think the guy would be totally, mm -hmm. you know, there's nothing, right? Yep. But he, he commends him for his shrewdness. And in, 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 in our lives in this fallen world, it's a, it's a mixed bag. Of course, our sin condemns us totally. Um, we're evil in thought, word, and deed, mm -hmm. but our Lord um, forgives our sins and, um, and and builds us up and speaks well of us. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's the, um, and ultimately it's all covered by the grace of God, by the forgiveness of Christ, by the, by the goodness of Christ. And what he seeks to do is not to get rid of us, but to cover us, to cover for mm -hmm. us. And I think, I think it was Luther, right, who said if you, find, if you walk into someone committing adultery, throw a, throw a blanket over them. Don't let anybody else see and, and mm -hmm. get that, right? Yeah. Um, don't, don't ruin them over it. God comes not to ruin us, but to save us from ourselves, yeah. right, and from our sin and death. And so I think, um, you know, there's, there's hard law here with, yeah. with oh, Amos, absolutely. but yeah. there's, there's also great gospel. And even in that that epistle lesson, right. which we don't want to touch, right? Yeah. Because, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the reason why we don't, want it, because everybody puts the worst construction on it. You can't even talk about it. But if you look at it from the lens of the gospel of Jesus Christ, ultimately, you know, through childbearing, who, who is, who is given yeah. to us, the Christ, the son of God, um, yeah. and new life in him. Um, well, I, I would 
talking about that epistle lesson, so I've been rewatching The Crown, and when uh, Queen Elizabeth is 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 uh, is married to um, Prince Philip, um, she insists on having that phrase, and I will obey him. Mm-hmm. She understands the vocation of wife that he is the head of the household and she's his wife. But yet, in turn, when she was coronated queen, uh, Prince Philip knelt before her as her given vocation as the monarch. So, and he had to obey her. And he had to obey her. Yeah. And that we submit to one another in our various vocations. Right, and the vocations are, are not in competition with one another. The vocations are, um, are there for us um, for our good, for yeah. our, our help. So it's kind of like you and I. I mean, you're the senior pastor. I acknowledge that. Um, and, and that's good because there's order here at Trinity. But yet we are still equals as pastors. But there is an authority level. And I think when people walk outside of those vacations, it's mm-hmm. it's problematic, right? Yeah, and and it's 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 interesting though the when you see his authority as as service mm-hmm. as I mean and and ultimately the the all authority in heaven and in earth is given to to our Lord Jesus Christ by God the Father. And what does he do? He he submits to the will of mm-hmm. God the Father, and yet. He's equal in power right. and authority yeah. to God the Father, Absolutely. and this is it, yeah, it's the same, same way here, same, same way in, yep. in husbands and wives and so forth. But the idea of um, my rights, why you know we have to um, those who who don't have authority seek to to take it from others and to you know glory in the self, and they end up destroying the self, which is the irony of it all, right? Yeah. Uh, I think maybe in conclusion here, so we really are wise when we act in mercy and love and forgiveness, even if it might hurt our reputation. Um, Here's the example. Jesus hung around with the worst of all sinners and ate with them. Mm -hmm. He walked with them. He talked with them. Think of Mary Magdalene who, you know, was a wretched sinner, but yet Jesus commends her memory forever on what she did, namely breaking that alabaster flask and putting it. What she did was a beautiful thing. And, you know, putting the best construction on things, and it talks about our leaders. And I was just thinking, and the authority that they, they have. Everybody thinks we can do it better, right? Mm-hmm. And we were just talking about, right. oh, you yeah. just brought that up <laughs> at the beginning. I can do it better or whatever. But we, we don't have the slightest idea of what they're dealing with. And, and it's not, we're not in on that vocation. And so... Um, Often we mistake that you know somehow they're terrible or whatever, but they have more that they're dealing with and how to deal with it or how they're able to deal with it than we even know about it. So it's easy to be a pea shooter mm-hmm. and it's easy to condemn everything everybody does instead of being discerning and thinking, well, maybe there's things I don't know about this right. that are being done behind the scenes and can't be shared for yeah. the sake of everybody involved. And I think that happens in our culture all for the, the time. For the sake of covering the other. And for that's the sake of what Jesus does is he covers he, us. He just covers it yeah. all. And and so then that, I think, goes in turn with putting the best construction on things and right. finding you know, ways to, to be how God pos- works positively through the crosses that we bear. And then he presents us before the Father uh, as son, as a beloved church, yeah. washed, redeemed. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Great stuff. Yeah. Um, the, hymn for, the hymn of the day for this Sunday is 557. Uh, Seek where you may to find a way. 
Um, and I think the, the couple of things that this hymn points out to us is that ultimately our heart is stilled and we find peace when we um, seek Jesus alone who forgives sins. And because of that forgiveness, we are in, in, in turn able to have that, that shrewd mercy with others because what God has done for us mm -hmm. in his son Jesus. Can we do one, three, and four? Sure. Seek where ye may to find a way that leads to your salvation. My heart is stilled, on Christ I build. He is the one foundation. His word is sure, his works endure. He overthrows all evil foes. Through him I more than conquer. Seek him alone, who did atone, who did your souls deliver. Oh, seek him first, all you who thirst, for grace that fails you never. In every need, seek him indeed, to every heart, he will impart his blessings without measure. My heart's delight, my crown most bright, O Christ, my joy forever. Not wealth nor pride, nor fortune's tide, our bonds of love shall sever. You are my Lord, your precious word, Shall be my guide my way and help me stay forever in your presence. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the community of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. Amen. Thanks. Thank you. Amen.